0: Well, hello there, and welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins. I'm very excited about our show. We're in the middle of a series where I'm kind of picking the brains of high school athletes, and I've got a couple of great athletes in here tonight. But before we get to them, uh, we'll recap a little bit about last week, and I want to show some gratitude to our presenting sponsor. This show is presented by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs, and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money learn more at greatsouthernbank.com member fdic we're very grateful for their participation and their support and we have other sponsors that we'll talk about throughout the show highland dairy craig lehman with shelter insurance bill grant ford in bolivar story construction west logging greg and melinda Burnett, and springfield yard cards so last week we caught up with seven that's right seven Girls basketball players. Can you believe that we fit seven interviews into one hour show? It was uh, it was fantastic to catch up with them. A lot of them we caught up with them at the Pink and White Lady Classic. But we had Cayman Beckmeyer on. We had Nora Clark, Macy Mays, Anna Trusty, Maddie Cartwright, Reagan McCowan, and we had Alyssa Joiner. And we we talked a little bit with them about their careers and what they what kind of state they feel like they are in and stage that they're in in their careers. Um, and we, had a, we had a great time. So my thanks to all of them for participating in that show. If you missed that show, not sure what you were doing, but if you missed it, you can go to acoachesperspective.com and listen to it under a podcast for previous shows, or you can go to Apple iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. So tonight, we, we're going to catch up with some two other top performers. So I want to welcome to the show, Jake Lafferty is here from Sparta. Welcome. Hi. Glad to have you here. And then we have Karan Johnson from Willard.
1: Hey, how are you doing?
0: I'm excited to have you all in here. Um, Jake right now is in the middle of basketball season, so you're very busy. So I appreciate you taking the time to be in here. And, um, you know, you're having a great season so far. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I want to say that, you know, your freshman and sophomore year, you were a great player, Um, but you have kind of exploded and had kind of a breakout season. And, um you did, you had a tremendous blue and gold tournament um and you you've turned out to be one of the best players in the area. So tell me what it is that that got you from being a great a good player to a great player this year.
2: Uh so over the summer uh I I'd, I'd get uh I'd always go to the gym and I'd get a I just I honestly I I wouldn't really necessarily work on certain things over time but I would um I would like like just always have a ball in my hand get shots up and just you know just just always have a ball
0: in my hand that's the key right there yes you have to be at one with the ball you have to be at one with the basketball <laughs> well you've d- you've done a tremendous job and we're going to talk a little bit about that as we continue forward and karan you know you're you go to willard high school um mm-hmm. play football you're also um, a standout in in track and field and you have committed to brown university congratulations thank you thank An you ivy league school yep <laughs> yes um I, I think that is fantastic your folks must be proud <laughs> i hope they are i hope they are yeah. well that is something that is uh, is It's a great sport. I used to coach track and field. Um, I've broadcast some track and field. I love the sport. Um, I love how many different events that you have. But you are a thrower, Mm
1: -hmm. shot
0: put, um, discus. And then what are you going to do in college?
1: I'll stay sticking with the shot put, and then I'll go into hammer throw and weight throw. So I'll I'll throw off disc, but uh, I'm adding a couple more events to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shot put. Okay, let's talk a little shot put. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, treat my horn, but I actually was, a, I went to state in the shot put, shocker, and hurdles. What a weird combination. <laughs> yeah, However, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show. Um, there's a lot of technique involved. It's not about just strength. There's quickness, and there's a lot of physics in throwing the shot put. Tell me a little bit about how you prepare for that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I believe technique is what's going to propel you from going into, kind of like we were talking with Jake, about how going from that good to great. Because you can be some sort of six, six, you know, six, seven, huge, you know, just Missouri-grown stock, stocky guy, and you know, Koran Johnson comes out and might beat you. But it's all because of uh, technique, you know, and and being able to not maybe not master it, but be able to understand it on a level to where um, you could teach it to somebody or to where you know how your body works is kind of what what propels you from that good to great.
0: And and you, you do have a lot of strength too i yes. mean you bench almost 300 pounds right oh, I, I definitely yeah bench over
1: there, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah so that i mean that's incredible right there yeah. um tell us what what made you choose brown university
1: well when i was going on my visits um i went to a couple of visits and other uh other schools in the ivy league cornell dartmouth and uh columbia what set me set brown apart from all those other schools was it kind of sounds a little cliche but really just the community and the people you know at the end of the day we like to Look at all these other uh, niche things, or look at all these other like accessories and stuff. But you're going to spend four years somewhere where you really want to improve yourself. You, you got to be around good people. So I think that's what separated the most.
0: I like that. Um, you know, when you when a when a high school player is being recruited, oftentimes you know you want them to aim for the highest that they can. That it, you want them to try and and reach for that high level. But at the same time, what you just said. You have to find the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, only, you get to say you're going somewhere for a few months, but you've got to live right. it for four years. Yes. So I love the fact that you said that about, um, about Brown. That's a no. great point. Yes. It really is. So, um, Jake, I'm going to bounce back to you. Um, get it, bounce back to you. Basketball, let's talk a little about a basketball. What is it about the sport of basketball that you like? You know, that's, that's your main sport. You said you might pick up golf here in the future, but right now it's basketball. What do you like about it?
2: Honestly, uh, I like it because it's like you know. Well, at our school, we don't have football, but um, I probably would be playing football too. But uh, at our, well, the reason why I like basketball so much is just because like it's always fast, more fast paced. Like in baseball, you know, you're you're standing for a lot of the time, and you're really just like not really, you know. But basketball, you're constantly moving, constantly playing, and you're just like um, the atmosphere is crazy because it's so loud in gyms almost all the time and. You just have the most fun in it, I feel like, for me.
0: Yes. And, you know, you're at Sparta High School, and Sparta has great tradition in basketball. They've had some great players. Um, they've had some good teams. Tell, tell me what is it like to kind of represent your school? How important is that for you to represent your school and your community?
2: Um, it feels great because, like, you know, we're smaller. We're small. We're, like, smaller than usual. And, you know, going into, like, the blue and gold, no one really knew us. And, you know... Us just making winning those games really like gave brought back the community because originally, like um, the people like our fans, no one really we used to not have much fan like fans come out to our games, and then now like us winning these games, we started getting more and more people, and it's just bringing our community together for something our uh, fans can actually enjoy about Sparta.
0: Yeah, isn't that nice how sports can kind of bring a community together.
2: Yes, it's great. It's it was it was great. my freshman year we we barely had any fans. And then <laughs> over the sophomore year we got a little bit more and then now we have a lot, like a lot, and it's just so great seeing everyone come out and you hear people talk all about Sparta basketball and it's just great to hear.
0: Yeah, that is wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, so um same question there, Karan. I mean you you're representing Willard and mm-hmm. it's a bigger school, yes, but you're still representing your school and a community. How do you how important is that to you?
1: I think it's really important, especially considering that track itself is especially to not only athletes but to fans seen as like a secondary sport, it's seen as something that you just use to help you with the main big three like basketball, basketball, football, uh, baseball, or soccer, what have you, right? I think uh, being able to represent Willard and being able to, in a sense, keep a tradition going in something that is seen as secondary is something I take a lot of pride in, especially because of the people that I've uh, had to kind of mentor under and thrown around, which are really good athletes. So, seeing, uh, being able to carry that tradition, I think is what's most important to me whenever it comes to representing my community.
0: And you, you know, you have talent, right? You have some skills, yes. Um, but let me, t- let's talk a little bit about being students of the game. Um, when you, uh, you know, I'm sure that you use film in football. Mm-hmm. You you used a lot of film. Uh, do you film yourself when you throw?
1: Every day, my coach films me and we look at every little possible movement that you could think. When it comes down to breaking it down, any sort of, technique in a throw that is kind of like i said what sets you apart and film is something that is i think very heavily underutilized for throwers that could propel themselves i think it's something that uh has definitely propelled me i think i've been uh very fortunate to have film because especially schools like sparta where you don't even have like certain programs like football um you might not be able to afford like an ipad or something to film so i think that film has really been a Uh, A great thing for me.
0: Film doesn't lie, does it? It does not. Doesn't you use film a lot as well as part of being a student of the game?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we use it a lot, and
2: you know, uh, it just helps us like, just helps us like understand like what we did wrong and what we need to work on in practice. And uh, us watching it, just you know, Coach Link can tell us like what we did wrong and what we can do, and it's just going to make us better over time.
0: It makes a big difference when you go to a basketball game. Um, what kind of mentality do you have? I'm going to get deep for just a quick moment because we're talking about being a student of the game. So when you go to, let's say you go to a Missouri State game and you're in the stands and you're watching, um, are you watching more like a student or are you watching more like a fan?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm more watching like a, more of a, like honestly, I'm watching as like a, a fan trying to figure out what they do and how they do it. So like maybe I can apply something. A little of bit it. of a mix. Yeah, a little bit, bit of, of a mix. mix. So I can apply <laughs> it to my my game and see how they react to everything that happens.
0: Right. Same thing when you watch, um, I mean, I get addicted to the track and field of the Olympics. Um, you know, do you, you know if you're watching some of the throwers in the Olympics, um, you, you know, do you watch as a fan or do you watch as a student?
1: I obviously watch as a student. Yeah. I don't think I could watch as a fan because I'm so engrossed into it. Uh, you look into my YouTube feed where it has everything that's kind of uh, made for you. It's, if I'd say about half of it is just technical analysis of Ryan Krauser or Thomas Walsh. I, I I definitely look as a student. student. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Sounds fantastic. All right. I have a pretty great panel here. I'm going to brag on my selections this week. I'm glad that they're here. So we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to continue picking the brains of these high school athletes. We'll be right back here with Jake Lafferty and Karan Johnson. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins. Again, thank you to Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. And this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. They're owned by dairy farmers. And they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact. Scientific studies and professional dietitians they all agree that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best-tasting chocolate. I am sure that these two gentlemen that are in the studio right now, Jake Lafferty and Karan Johnson, have chocolate milk after their workouts, right?
1: Yes, we (laughs) do. Yes,
0: And Highland Dairy, chocolate milk at Mm -hmm. that. Um, Well, I'm so glad that you all are able to join us tonight. And I want to talk a little bit about... um, I think it's really important at, um, as a high school athlete to, to talk a little bit about some of your leaders and mentors that have been in your life to kind of help you along the way. I'm going to start with Karan on this one. Tell me a little bit about um, some of the mentors that you've had along your way because, you know, you do have a father that is a coach. Yes, Johnson is yep. your dad. A very familiar name around these parts.
1: Yep, it is. Um, I definitely say my dad is my, without a doubt, my biggest mentor. Um, being able to – grow up around somebody that uh you see so many people respect and see so many people uh have a lot of like reverence for is really interesting and especially seeing being kind of the, the coach's son you know it, i i think it was my the way i grew up was definitely way more unconventional than being like polished you know being the polished coach son who gets everything he wants my dad was uh really i wouldn't say tough on me but he knew he, t- he knew that if i wanted to be successful. I had to put my head to the grindstone and not just hope that I got whatever I wanted. And I think that he did a really good job at that. Um, I think he himself has gone through his life was very difficult growing up with 11 siblings and a single mom in a a home like that in uh, Wichita, Kansas, in the projects. Uh, But seeing him go from that to now being almost, I think, 25 years into coaching uh, basketball collegiately, high school, here at Central, and even middle school. It's really awesome. So I'd say he's my biggest mentor.
0: He's been a big influence on a lot of people. He mm-hmm. really has. And I know you've had a lot of coaches in your life that have guided you along the way as well. Um, is that something that you also looked at at Brown to see if the what the coaching staff was like and if you could relate to them?
1: Yes, most certainly, especially my th- soon-to-be Throws coach, uh, Craig Kinsley, who is an alumnus of Brown, um, won NCAAs in 2011, and is even an Olympian 2012 in the javelin so
0: uh take notes around him you're right yeah
1: (laughs) being able to see him and see how he motivates the team and see how almost the i'll say almost all of the staff motivates the team because these are people that are really high level you're going to an ivy league these are people that are world-class whenever it comes to whatever they do so to see people that motivate them is uh really inspiring
0: yeah that is really neat that's wonderful all right so jake tell me about some of your mentors in your life who's helped you along the way
2: Oh, uh, probably the biggest one for me is probably my coach, uh, my basketball coach right now, uh, uh, Coach Link. Um, probably because, you know, up until my freshman year, you know, I didn't really have like anyone that really cared or like if I got good. But Coach Link really worked hard with me and tried to make me the best I could possibly be and would send me like like tips on text messages and try- how to get better and things I need to do and work on. And he'll like talk to me after games to help me up, or if I had a bad game, he'll me and him would sit down and talk. And um, he'd honestly just best thing that he's done is just kept kept me on kept me kept my head, uh, yes. kept my head on my shoulders where I'm not you know too high or too low. You know he's just been in a great job of keeping me where I know who I am and how to be how to learn humility is what he says.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that. That is something that we all can use in our lives is to have that unconditional love from someone that keeps us humble, but also pushes us to be the best we can be. Um, I'd say that's a, that's a great mentor. Um, you know, when, as a high school athlete, tell me a little bit about, um, being a high school athlete. What are the rewards of being a high school athlete? I mean, you know, you could be out walking the mall and, I don't know if kids do that nowadays. We did back in the 80s. But what is it like, you know, to be a high school athlete now? What are some of the rewards that you get?
1: I'd say uh, for me, one of the biggest rewards of being a high school athlete isn't any sort of medal, but uh, knowing your own self-accomplishment, knowing how you have persevered, especially I think one of the biggest parts of growth for me in track is that whenever you think track, you think of first, a first place medal, a big old medal that you can put around your neck. But whenever I go into a meet or I go into even the state meet, I don't really care about medals anymore because it's all about how I personally do. So I'd say being a high school athlete, I've applied that to not only school but my life. And knowing that it doesn't matter, you know, the, the tangible awards are great and all, but uh, being able to know that you were able to accomplish something without that, I think that's kind of what's a mark of a true high school athlete.
0: I think so. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. You judge yourself on your accomplishments and not necessarily against other people. Um, do you think high school athletes sometimes get caught up in comparing themselves to other people though?
1: Oh, definitely. There's many times I've caught myself comparing myself. Oh, I'll look into, uh, sort, all sorts of websites and try to see the marks. I used to do that all the time and see how I'm comparing to everybody else in the country and if I'm going to get recruited or not or what this or that. And then I just realized I just need to go and train and work on myself. I don't need to worry about what, you know, Joe Smith is doing in Texas or what Sally's doing in California. I need to worry about Karan Johnson. So yeah.
0: I like that, um, and I'm glad you've gotten to that point because a lot of athletes get stuck in that cycle, um, and it's not a healthy cycle. Um, no. You know, if you want to, you know, be happy for someone else's success, that's great, but comparing yourself and bring, having it bring you down and not motivate you be unhealthy so that is fantastic what about you jake tell me a little bit about what do you think is the reward of being a high school athlete what's good about it
2: uh you know honestly it's like it it teaches you over time like it teaches you that if you want to work for something and it'll end up you'll end up getting it or not necessarily end up it teaches you if you work hard enough to get something and you either you get it or you don't you, you can live with what you got it's like you can just go on with your day like say you work so hard to do something you end up losing it's all about how you carry yourself on to the next time and how how well like you know like like
0: that is that is i mean i'm gonna, i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but wow um yeah. because i mean to me i've always said coping skills was one of the number one things you can get from sports i mean you can get the time management you can get the goal setting which is so important the hard the work ethic um but coping skills and getting up after you lose and being able to say at the end of the day well i did everything i could um. Yeah. That Jake. That's great. Uh, that is like um. That's some high level, high level thinking. I've got I've got two smart. <laughs> I've got some uh, pretty intelligent athletes in here. Thank you. Uh, Thank but you. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, you no, were continuing. No um. You know. So I, so continue with that. When you do um, make a mistake, um. How do you get over it? How do you get through yeah. a loss?
2: Honestly, um. When we lose, it's honestly just you know, coach Nick will talk to us, and after that, you know, you just go on with the next day. You go to sleep. You just forget about it. What's in the past? In the past, you don't dwell over it. You don't, like, you don't just constantly think about it where it ruins your next day. You just go on with it. You work hard, and you try to be, you just focus on the next opponent, and then you just give them what you, give them the best you can.
0: Right. That that does help a lot. Um, It really does. Uh, What about the challenges? What are the challenges of being a high school athlete? Go with Karan. Yeah,
1: uh, well, for me, you know, I definitely say that, you know, Ivy League student, you got to have the grades and everything, so... Having to balance that, that's always like the classic hard part about being a high school athlete. But I think I've taken pride over the years of not being the, you know, the stereotypical jock athlete. I'm the kid that I want to have the high GPA. I want to have the high test scores. I want to be the quote, smartest of the class or something. Right. So I definitely think that, uh, you know, school itself can be hard and time, time consuming along with athletics. But I think if you take pride in it, you're going to love it.
0: So where, where did you get that attitude? Because, you know, there are some high school athletes, present company excluded, of course, that, that sometimes will blow off studying for a test so that they can put up more shots or they can, you know, get in some more throws at the track. How, how did, where did you get that motivation to realize how important your academics are?
1: I would say it came from myself. I just learned, I think I, I had an epiphany whenever I was pretty young that, like, it's the same, that if you have the same sort of mindset com in, in terms of like competing in school it feels the exact same as whenever you're on the field so it's almost like I'm playing all day you know I'm not just playing after you know 3 p.m and I'm going to play football I'm playing all day I'm going I'm taking the tests I'm learning I'm doing as best as I possibly can and I'm competing with maybe maybe just myself but I'm still competing every day all day
0: so. that is true and isn't competing is fun mm-hmm. it really is it's a it's a rush. And, and I like, um, you know, when you win, that's obviously a great reward. Um, but being able to get over losses and get over those mistakes is also, um, it can be a reward down the road and that longevity. Mm-hmm. I think that's, a, that's amazing. All right, well, we're going to take our final break. And when we come back, we'll continue talking with um, Jake Lafferty and Karan Johnson right here on A Coach's Perspective. back to a coach's perspective for this segment we want to thank Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio we also want to thank Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar they know cars they know trucks they know SUVs and they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal I've been one of them for over 25 years give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call they will take care of you they will take the stress out of buying a new vehicle away and they'll do a coast-to-coast search and find exactly what you're looking for and bonus in your price range 417-326-7671. We also want to thank West Logging. Go to westlogging.com and contact Danny West. You can also find him on Facebook. He's going to treat your land like his own. And we also want to thank Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. Well this is a coach's perspective and I'm Jenny Hopkins and I'm here with Jake Lafferty from Sparta Missouri and Karan Johnson from Willard Missouri and you know we've been kind of talking a little bit about you know the sports and um at the end of the last segment we were discussing about we kind of touched on getting over mistakes or getting over losses and um I think that's something that's really important to be able to um to be able to bounce back if you will so um, tell me a little bit about, uh, let's expand on that. Um, you know, getting over a loss is one thing, but how, how long should you revel in a win as well, Jake? Oh, um,
2: uh, you know, you should, after you win, you should get over with it and just go focus on the next one. But you know, some kids nowadays have trouble on it. Cause whenever you make a big run, you're just like, Oh, you get kind of high headed and you think that you're going to, if you play like a, not as good as an opponent, you think you're going to go out there and beat them by a lot. And when in reality, it's like you still got to go out there ready to play. And if you're still caught up in the last run you had or best run you had, you know, you can go out there and get beat easily if you're not ready to play.
0: And, and I think that's – I mean, you take a breath and enjoy it. You know, let it soak in. But you're right. You know, the next time you have to – you know, what do you do today? That's what's important. You know, what you did yesterday, that's, that's fantastic. And you should be very proud of that. But what are you going to do today to mm-hmm. make yourself better? Um, what about you, Karan? You feel the same way?
1: Yeah, definitely. There was, I think, a story that perfectly kind of exemplifies that for me would be that my sophomore year, I was kind of, I wouldn't say nobody or anything, but I was on the come up, and not a lot of people really knew about me. Uh, It was me and my teammate, Marshall Swadley, who is actually the state record holder. Um, We were at state, and he obviously got first, right? He was just blowing everybody out the water. But there was this me and this junior, and it was kind of, who's going to get second? And I, I guess maybe in a string of luck, maybe from all my hard work, I got second and I was so proud of myself and I was so happy and everybody was like, who is this kid, (laughs) right? But like you said, you revel in it for a little bit, but I think for me at that time, I was so hungry to go get into the next season and get first, right? And uh, I think definitely uh, reveling in it and definitely being proud of yourself is a it's a good thing to have right after a win, but you should definitely have that drive and that hunker to go get the next win more than you should in uh, keeping hold of that for too long.
0: And you, and you talk about drive, and I, I feel like sometimes, um, you know, I think there's there's three different types of athletes as far as their motivation and drive. Some that are extremely motivated by external forces and a little bit motivated by internal Others that are the opposite, and then there's some that are have a nice a balance, mm-hmm. um, because you want to have that internal drive, but you also got to have a little motivation sometimes coming from externally and finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as far as your internal internal and intrinsic drive, um, you know that just seemed to kind of click with mm-hmm. you, and success helped you do that. Yeah. Um, that helped to motivate you to do that. Um, so how, you know, if you have someone that uh, you got a little Willard Tiger sitting at home listening and they're like, I want to be the best shot putter ever. Uh, what advice would you give them right now to kind of increase that internal motivation?
1: Follow the people that uh, believe in you, I'd say for that, for that internal, because that is kind of an external motivation, but you can turn it into an internal motivation by uh, realizing that those people believe in you and you should believe in yourself.
0: That is. That's great. And get the work done. <laughs> of course. Get <laughs> yeah. the work done. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Tell me, you know, a little bit about where you get your internal drive. Why do you why do you wanna be good? Why do you want to be successful?
2: Uh honestly, it's just so uh for me personally, it's just so I can get most of my college paid for and I just wanna like it's like one of those things where I just want to work hard and just be the best I possibly can on the court and like no matter who I'm playing, I'm gonna be like try to be the best no matter what. And uh
0: that makes a big difference to be able to have that um, that drive to be the best, um, because there are always some. There's always somebody out there that may be working a little bit harder, that might have a little bit better skills, um, and you want to be that person. You want to be the person that people are looking at. Like I want to have the skills of Jake Lafferty when I'm. You know that that's something that I think is important. So so talk a little to the little Sparta Trojan that's sitting at home. What is uh What kind of advice do you have? Um, to them to if they want to be a great athlete.
2: Honestly, just you know, for it depends on what you want to do. If you want to like be basketball, just have a basketball in your hand. Just always have something, like be surrounded by it. So like you're always seeing stuff on how to get better and like have people to build you up so you can take it in there, just kinda of like what he said, and like always just where people can put it in your head that you believe yourself no matter what, even if the person you're going against is way better than you.
0: Right. Now, you you two are very successful. You have a lot of great people in your world. Um, so I'm going to ask you a, kind of a difficult question a little bit. Um, what about the haters? What about people that want to tear you down? What about the negative people that are always chipping away? Um, how do you handle some of them? How do you shut them out and go, you, you know, you don't serve me?
1: You love them because <laughs> oh. they show exactly why. They show exactly. Uh, they tell you that. You, what you're doing is right. What you're doing is good. If there's somebody out there that's thinking in their head, uh, or you know, even verbalizing that you suck or that they don't like you, you're doing something, and it's probably something good. That's what I've always taken. Somebody that like, you know, is just a hater or somebody that you just see every day, and you're just like, yeah, they don't like me. You love it. <laughs> you love those people because you know that, especially if you know that uh, what you're doing is right. There's no reason to hate back on them. Right. You know, you just Uh, live with compassion and humility
0: so yeah you love them i like that answer because that you know that and that'll throw them for a loop so good job there (laughs) (laughs) but there's enough hate in the world and so to be able to counteract that with love with with um a thank you you know thank you for hating me because that can be a motivator as well yes yeah what about you jake
2: honestly yeah that we like i just take that as fuel like i love hearing when people start talking bad about us and it's just like it makes me play better honestly Like in the blue and gold, like no one thought we were going to beat Ozark or Bolivar, but like no one, no one thought it. And we're all, everyone was just saying, oh, they're not good enough, you know, and that. And we ended up like, when we're like, when you're like the lower team or like the not as good team. Yeah, the underdog. Yeah, you play better, I feel like. We, that's just how we are. We play better. But like whenever you're hating on us, you know, we're going to go out there and we just want to like prove you wrong as much as possible.
0: So it's a motivator, so you channel that into it. So of you know, because there are some athletes that go into pity party mode. You know, like oh, somebody doesn't like me, um, and, and and how how could you tell? Like if you had a teammate that was um, in a pity party, that was like, you know, oh, they don't like me, or um, you know, they, the coach doesn't think I'm doing a good job, and they're whining. How do you get them out of that mode? Don't use any names. I was just being general <laughs> with that example. <laughs> uh, I, just, I
2: just tell them embrace it. Like you're here, you're not going to be here forever, so just embrace it. Like right. when you're in that moment. Like, live it. And, like, you'll, like, once you tell them that, you're like, oh, yeah. And they'll start, like, yeah, let's play hard, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Karan? What would you do with a teammate that's kind of getting down because of the haters? Yeah.
1: Definitely living in the moment. I think we live in a world now where social media, even though it has its goods when it comes to connecting to people, it also disconnects a lot of people whenever it comes to uh living your real life and living how, uh, how you kind of portray yourself on social media where you know you got pictures of you dunking or something go do that in the game go have fun go beat these people embrace it and live in the moment
0: i yeah. like that um i think that's really important and and you said something that also resonates with me is that connecting and that disconnecting social media um you know is it good or is it evil i mean can it be both and and how do you filter through that how do you filter through social media and get the get the positive out of it and shed the negative
1: I'd say for me, uh, I utilize social media by um, only connecting with people that I know, really directly, or people that I know that can help me in my life. So I, I really only follow other athletes that I know I have the sort of, same sort of uh, mindset and beliefs that I do. I only follow like my friends, my direct friends. I don't follow just random people. Um, I don't follow people that really only post the the, the their best moments. You know, because there's 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 tons of people like that will that will only post. You know, oh look what award I got! Look where I'm at right now. There's I, and I follow. I'll won't really shout them out, but um, uh, all I see is gold. Uh, Jordan Burroughs. He has tons of Instagram posts where he posts like paragraphs upon paragraphs of the just the daily things that go on in his life. And he's a world class uh, Olympic level wrestler. And I just love uh, going through his feed and seeing that. So yeah. follow people that um you know can actually help you.
0: Right, and don't prepare yourself. Of course. Yeah, just the most unhealthy thing I think social media does for a lot of young athletes. Um, I think that's, and that takes discipline. So I, uh, you know, that's one thing I think we haven't really touched on is, is the discipline that it takes to get to the level that you both are at. Um, you know, that it takes uh, making good choices, um, and making healthy choices. Um, you know, there are, there's a lot of, um, peer pressure out there too. And that's a, you know, when a peer is trying to get you to do something that's not healthy, that's a form of hating. You know, that's a that's a form of negative influence. So, how how do you keep a discipline in your life, um, knowing that input equals output? How do you keep that discipline in your life?
1: Um, I just look at the bigger picture. I'd say I look at all the people that I know, love me, and believe in me. And I think, what would they think if I did this? Right? I look at my dad specifically. Right? I'm like, what would what would dad do if this he would sort of thing happened? Happy. He would not be happy. <laughs> yeah. so i wouldn't say it's really a thing of fear though i say it's more of a a thing of i want to make them proud
0: sure respect
1: and respect knowing everything that he's done for me i want to reciprocate that so yeah
0: that's true what about you jake i just
1: put like i just think of it like what would my mom do if i was if she was in these
2: shoes and i'm just like oh she probably wouldn't so i'll just like get out of it as quick as possible
0: yeah there you go well that that's that is that is fantastic well, let's uh, let's you know we've talked a little bit about your physical skills and and how important some of those um, the fundamental development is for for each of your sports. Um, talk a little bit about um, your mental game prep. What do you do before um, before a game? I'll start with you, Jake. Before a game, what is it that you that you um, get yourself mentally? Do you listen to music? Do you uh, dance in the locker room? Do you stand stoic? Do you you know pound on the lockers a little bit? What what's your mental prep like?
2: No, honestly, it's like I'll like listen to music on the way up there, and then when we get there i'll I'll just like we' coaching gives us like a, a what's it called it's like a, a scout sheet and we'll, I'll just re reread through it read what like what they do, then i'll just start getting ready to get locked in and then I'll just like go outside and just watch a JV play mm-hmm.
0: Scouting is important isn't it? It yes. always is very helpful yeah. do you um what kind of information do you like to have do you like to know like I used to have scouting reports that could have been you know twelve thirteen pages right. But I would maybe share two or three with the players because a lot of times, you know, they didn't need to be overloaded with that. Do you want to know everything or do you just kind of want the need to know snapshot?
2: Uh, Yeah, I want to know like just a little snapshot. I want to know what hand they are, like if they're a shooter or not, and then like how to guard them. Coach Nickel put like usually like how to guard them and we'll just read that and I'm I'm fine with whatever.
0: Yeah, very good. Excellent. Um, So what about you, Karan?
1: Well, the sport of track is way more individual so we're not really looking through a scout report. But uh I'd say for me, same thing as Jake, got to listen to some music, got to clear your mind. And then I think one thing that sets me apart in, in how I mentally prepare is you just got you're going to have fun. You're not we're not here to play sports to do it for like uh I, I we're not here to do it for like a specific thing at the end of the day. Like we're here to have fun, you know. If you're gonna put all this time into everything, you gotta have fun. So I always I'm always loose. I'm always loose and I'm getting uh stretched or something. Uh I'm always cracking jokes with my friends and everything. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm not trying to be all stoic as you said.
0: Right. Yeah. Well and you can't you can't play when you're tight. You can't meet no. your potential when you're tight. You, cannot, you gotta be no. loose. You've gotta be able to um you know, be be focused obviously and physically get yourself ready. I like that, you know, that you're stretching and uh, that you're working and preparing your body as well, but um, I think um, I also think music can be a really powerful motivator. Um, we used to do my teams used to do visualization to music before every game, and and I think that's something that can be very powerful. What kind of what kind of music pumps you up?
1: Well, I'm not really the, like the rap type. I like R and B, so it's kind of yeah. like the slow tunes for me. But uh, like I'll be I'll be listening to like even stuff like Taylor Swift, but it's like <laughs> super weird. But it's hey, not okay. it's not it's not even really sort of like a. <laughs> like pump yourself up and stuff it's really yeah. just like just so i can feel relaxed yes so, yeah you
0: know. yeah she brings a lot of happiness into does, yeah Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. what about you jake
2: honestly yeah I'm basically the same thing you said but a lot like whatever like whatever's just on my phone if i'm like really you know how i'm feeling just to get me in like more of like the focus mood but not so much of like where i'm like con, like just like i'm just having like having fun
0: right there you go Um, So a lot of times, once you get yourself prepared and you're you're, but you're in the moment, you know, you're in the middle of your throws, you're in the middle of a game. um, You know how you get. um, Everybody seems to be coached differently, right? You know, a coach can motivate people differently, and they've got to get to know their players. They've got to get to know um, how each person is motivated. Um, If if I was your coach and I came to you and I said, Karan, how how do you like to be coached? How do you like to be motivated? What would your answer be?
1: Um. That was a good question. I think uh, I like to be motivated just by reassurance and by uh, reassurance and then by just improvement, knowing that, like, there's somebody out there that can help me. Mm-hmm. I think that helps me a lot because I know that I can rely on them and that if I do really well, they can start relying on me, you know, especially whenever it comes to helping other athletes. I felt, I've seen that a lot now. I'm kind of – I won't say – I'll say veteran. I've been doing this six years, and I've had to help lots of freshmen – lots of underclassmen, and uh, kind of taking the advice of my coach and everything, just being there to reassure somebody really helps them.
0: You know, a lot, a lot of athletes have a hard time handling criticism. How do you handle criticism? Oh,
1: I take all of it. Do all you? of it, yeah. Not, Not my, personally.
0: You take it to uh, make it yeah, better.
1: exactly, yeah. That's
0: how a, show, a coach shows love, right? Of course, of course.
1: <laughs> I've had so many coaches that will be uh, super, you know, at the moment it might seem harsh if you don't know them, but super really well-constructive criticism. And I think that's what's improved me a lot because I don't need the soft, I don't need the soft words and I don't need the, oh, you're okay. It's just this and that. Like, no, don't, don't, just bring it, bring it to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Get your spin down. Get your step faster. Of course. Right. Hold your, hold your follow through. Right. What about you, Jake? How do you, I'm, if I'm your coach and I'm like, Hey, Jake, what, how do you want me to coach you? How do you want I me to? I want it like
2: straight. I don't like them being all like you did this okay, but like try. I want it like tell me what I did wrong yeah. and tell me how to fix it. I don't want all I don't want the it's okay buddy, you'll get it next time. I don't want it like that. I want it like yelled at me and so I get it through my head and I understand that right. I need to go do it differently.
0: I like that. So you, you and, and criticism it doesn't bother you.
2: Yeah, no, not at all. It doesn't. I just take it and I'm like, okay, I'll get it next time.
0: Yeah. That is good, um, and I've, that's way ahead of things. I mean, it really is because that's what holds a lot of athletes back is not being able to take criticism um, when they are like, "Oh, my coach doesn't like me." My coach, you know, was trying. That's how coaches show love, mm-hmm. and and now there's a right way to do it. Obviously, you don't want to be demeaning or or uh, you know, be you know, act incorrectly when you're getting your point across but being able to be motivating and say here's you know this is what you need to do you need to work on your footwork you got to step into the v of the basket when you make your drop steps you're you're not making a good step you're not holding your follow-through you got to make sure that you're um, receptive to that and that's hard for a lot of athletes mm-hmm. isn't it
2: yeah I understand it
0: yes i agree i agree all right well you you all have done a great job tonight um are you up for playing a little game with me Yes, ma'am. Yeah. yeah All right. Bring it on, right? All right. This is called Fast Five, and I'm just gonna ask you five quick questions, right? Might be with some follow up questions as well. Um but I'll I'll take turns on who goes first. We'll we'll start with Karan. Okay. Um first question favorite sports movie and why?
1: Ooh, favorite sports movie, I'll have to go with
0: um Oh that stuff. Uh it is hard. It's what's the
1: Titans one? The, oh, remember the titans, remember the titans. Yes. Like Denzel Washington. The Denzel Washington. Mm,
0: fantastic choice. Why do you like that movie?
1: Denzel Washington. He's oh, yeah. so
0: good.
1: <laughs> and just like Wouldn't you like to play
0: for Denzel Washington? <laughs> yeah.
1: Great motivator. Yeah. Great motivation movie. So yeah.
0: Okay, very good. All right. What about you, Jake?
1: Oh, uh, like Mike.
0: Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yes. And why?
2: It's just so it's just fun to watch. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's just
0: It's good. Yeah. Motivating. Oh. Encouraging. Yeah. All right, Jake. I'll start with you on this one. We've kind of already touched on this. Now you're gonna to have to come up with a specific. What's your favorite pregame song?
2: Oh, oh no! <laughs> bring out,
0: bring out Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> it's so <something> like. Uh... <laughs> or do you have one? Is it just a certain type of music that's your favorite?
2: I don't really have a tie. It's just whatever I like see and I click, and I'm, you know, it gets me going. Honestly, right. I don't really have a
1: favorite song to listen to.
0: Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that one. About you, Karan.
1: Well, I'm a. Uh soulful guy. So I like some Frank ocean.
0: Okay. Maybe he's
1: pretty nice and smooth. Probably, uh, anything from his blonde out and white Ferrari or something. So
0: good deal. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Okay. I'll start back with Karan on this one. If you could play professional in any sport and you can't pick track and field, mm-hmm. um, what sport would it be?
1: Easily basketball. All I've right. grown up playing it, uh, with my dad being a coach and everything. I love watching those guys move around the court. It's constant. It's fast paced. So easily basketball, yeah.
0: Yeah, very good. All right, Jake. Can't pick basketball, but what sport would you play professional if you could?
2: Uh, uh, Probably baseball, just so I can like, hit nukes, because I can't do that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> there you go. Very good. All right, Jake. If you could have lunch with any sports figure, dead or alive, who would it be? Giannis. Really?
2: Yes, Giannis. He's what, my favorite athlete right now.
0: What would you ask him?
2: Oh, uh...
0: Can't even uh, limit it to one question oh probably yeah. i'd
2: I'd just be like in awe sitting by and meeting <laughs> with them, so
0: <laughs> there you go, very good. what about you Karan?
1: uh living or dead, probably like Muhammad Ali because like oh my goodness yeah. that's a
0: great answer you could
1: talk because you could talk to him about sports, you can talk to him about mindset, you can talk to him about politics, you can talk to him about like anything, mm-hmm. and it's like a you you'd be really knowledgeable at the end of the day
0: yes, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's a great one. I've never gotten that answer. That's I've never gotten you either. So these were two the first. Uh, that's fantastic. Okay, what is your dream job, Karan? What's your dream job? Dream
1: job. Well, kind of the job I'm trying to go to for college is uh, physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like helping people. Uh, as seeing my parents, my mom is works at Ark of the Ozarks, uh, working for a um, nonprofit, working for kids with disabilities, and then my dad coaching, helping kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it'd be a perfect role for me. I love in your blood, and it, and it, yeah, and it has a lot to do with sports. You can make it be a sports medicine, so physical right. therapy for me.
0: All right, very yeah. good. What about you, Jake?
1: Probably like a sports trainer or something
2: like yeah. along those lines. Um, uh, just so I can help out, and or probably be a teacher, just because my mom was a teacher. So
0: very good, very good. Well, I know you both have very supportive families and a lot of people that surround you, and. Um, have helped you along the way, and, and and you can tell. So I want to thank you for being on the show tonight and letting us peek inside your brains. And want to wish you the best of luck. Jake, good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. And continue, and next year. Your I know, right? Season. Yeah. Right.
2: It'll good be a big year.
0: Luck. It will be. Well, good luck. Keep that ball in your hand. Good thank things you. will happen. <laughs> and Karan, best of luck at Brown University. We're yes, very ma'am. proud thank of you. you. And I think that's going to be a very exciting adventure for you.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: I appreciate you all both being here tonight. We're going to move into our post-game talk, which is sponsored by Story Construction. They've been providing high-quality industrial commercial construction since 1966. This is a family-owned and operated business, and they put the personal touch on full service. So visit their website, story.com, dot com. High-quality service and high-quality satisfaction. So next week, we're going to catch up with the number two ranked in the country women's basketball team, Drury University. Coach Amy Egan's going to be in studio with some players, and we're going to catch up with them. They are currently 18-1, and one and they are doing a, a tremendous job representing throughout the country. So Drury University women's basketball, we're going to have them on uh, next week. And that's going to be a lot of fun to dive into it. Um, the National High School Basketball Coaches Association uh, now has a mental coaching podcast, and I am hosting that podcast Amy Egan was my guest last week if you want to listen to that you can go to a coaches perspective and com, and you can listen to it under the um, NHSBCA mental coaching podcast link very cleverly named you can always go to a coachesperspective.com for more information you can also follow us on Facebook and like us on Twitter we appreciate that and you can subscribe to the website to put yourself in a drawing all right now for our post game talk so many times we take for granted being able to participate in sports. And you heard from my guest tonight how grateful they are for their experience. Take a moment and think about what you take for granted. What is it that you take for granted? And I want you to take this, and this is a great mental exercise to kind of seek and find gratitude. Uh, which we all know is a key ingredient to happiness. So being grateful and showing gratitude in our lives um, can improve our mood and it can elevate how others view us as well. So take that moment. Try and find what you're grateful for. Try and find what you take for granted and turn it around for something that you can show gratitude. That's going to gravitate to you as a person and it's going to elevate your happiness and, again, how other people get to see you and, and view you. Um, That's how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human. Live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. And again, we want to also give a big shout out to Art Haynes. We love you and we're still pulling for you. Keep fighting, my friend. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.